Blog Talk Radio. For me, the album started off with the familiar 
um, you know, electro funk sounds that I kind of expected from Big Boy, you know, so especially the the introductory track. Um, I mean, it came in, it sounded real familiar, kind of gave fans what what they've been used to as far as the sound from Big Boy and, and especially some of his, you know, his other solo project, um, Sir Lucia's Left Foot, Son of Chico Dusty, and, you know, some other solo projects that he had. Um, so, I mean, it, it was familiar starting up. I mean, you really, the album as a whole, you really can't tell that it's a cross-genre collab album which it was. It wasn't just Big Boy solo. It was uh, Big Boy and uh, Fantagram, which is an electronic rock. I think they're electronic rock or something like that, but Fantagram and Big Boy. So, um, I mean, you you can't tell that it's a cross-genre album. I mean, some people may view view that as a bad thing, like it was too Big Boy heavy, but for me, I think it speaks to how well, you know, they executed the blending of two different styles or, you know, they executed the blending of their style. So, um, I mean, if nothing, if nothing else, the production on the album was crazy. Like all the, you know, the, the, the sounds and the, the overall production and everything, I really liked it. Um, I mean, I give, I give it a, a solid B, man. Like it wasn't the greatest, you know, but I think it would be, you know, well worth the, the support to, uh, so check it out, man. If nothing else, get the illegal link, which we don't support, but whatever. <laughs> this is why we can't play it online for you guys right now. Nope. Lawsuit, lawsuit. Uh-huh. So, ATL Diva, since you spoke up, what you got? Actually, um, I am a Andre 3000 fan more than Big Boy, but... I did like the CD. Well, the tracks that I actually had an opportunity to listen to wasn't as bad as I thought it was, so it's actually something I think I would listen to. Um, I actually could tell it was a blended um, with the electronica and all that other stuff. Like, it had so many different vibes to it, but it all went very, very well. It was very mellow, very chill, up-tempo, slow-tempo. It just had a good variety if you're really into music, um, if that makes sense. Like, you could appreciate the variety of melodies and tones and lyrics and stuff like that if, you know, you're really a music fan. I appreciate it. I actually would listen to it. Yeah. Easy, what you thought? Oh, all right. Um, I thought it was uh, – I thought Cujo's assessment was pretty spot on. At the beginning, you could tell it's a big boy, typical funk flow, and at the end – I don't know where he was trying to go with that. But um, I fucked with Goldmine Junkie. That's probably my favorite song on there. I like that song the best. That was good. Uh, I give it, it was. That's why I fucked with it. Um, I give it a C plus. Damn. He's supposed to be a master. C plus? Okay, well, for me, um, oh, okay. Jerk. Jerk. Well, I thought it was Church, I thought yeah. it was very dusty. I thought it was very dusty, and I and I felt the cheekiness of it. it was, they were not firm cheeks; they were very flabby, and you know, there were some dusty cheeks. They were very dusty cheeks, and uh, yeah, that's that's about how I felt about that. It, I didn't think it was too big boy. I didn't think it was too big boy heavy. I didn't think there was enough big boy in it. I thought he tried to peel off a little too much, and he tried to be a little too classic. 
Yeah. Trying to they pull in a crossover genre music. I, I just felt Dusty Cheeks. That's all I felt. <laughs> Chico, Dusty Cheeks. That's that's all I felt. Sorry. You, you, you think the cheeks needed some inflatable? Some, some in, yeah, you can't fake it. I think they faked it a little too much with this one. So, you know, faking it would have just made it worse. It would have been Botox mm-hmm. on top of those uh, fix the flat ass implants. It, it just, it would have been too much. <laughs> oh, my God. That's a whole different topic for a whole different day about that. No, I think that's totally sick. That's kind of how I felt about what I heard. Like, if I was high, I would have really fucking felt it. But Of course. No, no it was just great <laughs> fucking dusty cheeks. That's that's all I'm talking about. Not even high. That ain't, a, that, ain't a, that ain't a get high and listen to CD. I don't know about that. I, if, if I would have been high, I could have listened to it. Longer. I, sorry. I tried. I tried. I really tried. That's more of a that's more of a, sip, sip, that's more of a sip and drink kind of album. I wouldn't say like high like smoking weed. No. Like, if you got if you got mellow, like a, right? Uh, yeah, if you got like a nice yeah. liquor that you like to sip, that's that's what I imagine you do. Oh, if, you're, if you're if you're it drinking a bit of a, con- a cognac instead of a Hennessy, huh? To me, it wasn't mellow enough to be there. They went in so many different sound octaves and ranges, and uh-huh. you heard so many random sounds come out of here or there. You know, it's, it, that would that would kill my buzz to a certain extent. <laughs> ah, well, you know, it kind of reminded me a little bit of house music. If anybody listens to, I've been introduced to that lately, and it's, it's different. Uh, but it does have a lot going on, and you do need to be high. There was a lot going on. There was there was a lot going on <laughs> from the first track on. It was there was just way too much going on. If you I have music ADD, to... don't listen to this shit. It's too much. Yeah, that's the where you at? Oh. All right. Well, for me, um, I thought that. Well, the fact that it was an EP that it was only seven songs actually helped the album actually because I feel like if it were any more than the seven tracks, it might not have been listenable. Um, I felt opposite of that. I felt totally opposite of that because to me, as a rapper, you're supposed to be somebody who has a lot to say. For you to drop mm-hmm. an LP with less than an R&B artist would normally drop, it's like you ain't got nothing to say. I mean, it, 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 I felt kind of raw. I didn't even pay for the album, but I felt kind of raw that a <laughs> rap artist would drop a LP with seven fucking songs on it. Like, Can you the fuck? <laughs> I feel you, like, I was, I thought that was just what I got sent. I didn't know it was really literally, like, not even ten tracks. No, it's only seven, just a short EP, um. I thought my fa- my fa- my favorite song on here. I like um I like Spell in the Sun a lot. Yeah, I like, I like the way he was yeah. rapping on there. That was that was good. Um, I also yeah. like Put It On Her. Also, Go Mind Junkie was cool too. Um, yeah, I overall, like that one. overall, I can see where he was trying to go with it. He was trying to do like this alternative rap thing, like trying to go outside the box. And mm-hmm. it feels like the seven you, tracks. Were how did you really feel? How did you really feel? Yeah, it sounds like you're just trying to defend your your choice. Mm-hmm. Defend my choice? Well, no. Okay. No, so don't defend your song. choice. Hey, everybody, really let's listen to Big Boy. He's still relevant. Well, 
Um, how I feel about it is if I'm grading it on a scale from one to ten, um, I'll say I give it a like a six point five out of ten, where Ooh. that's like a it's like a. See, if we were doing like a scale a out of ten, I would have said that too. Yeah, about a six and a half out of ten. It's it's listenable. Um, I don't know what the replay value of it is, but um, <laughs> replay I would value. Give you a, yeah, None. I give you a. I give it that's a slight recommendation. A slight recommendation, you know, to give it a listen. Slight. So, seven songs, so I mean, it sounds like it's, my, it's, from what you're saying, it sounds like my system was was valuable. It was dusty cheeks. Like, you know, you'd reach for it and squeeze it once just to see what it feel like, but you're <laughs> not going to reach again. I was going to say, the, the entire thing clocks in at less than half an hour, so it's, it's short enough where whether you like it or don't like it, you won't feel like you wasted your time, if that makes sense. I think the whole thing is like 25 or 26 minutes or so. Yeah, it's, it's super short. It's super short. So um, it's one of those things where it's, you're in and out in just a few moments. So um, like I said, I give it a slight, you know, give it a, you know, give it a list. I don't know. We should come up with like a official, like, you know how, uh, back in the day, like uh, Siskel and Eva had like two thumbs up, or I don't know what we could give around here. Like, give it like well, Kujo five. did the letter grade, so I thought that's what we were going or, with. Or give it like you know, I give it three and a half air horns or something like that. You know, just something. No, no air horns, no zero air horns. Yeah, that's bad. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Mm-hmm. What so, it, it's got to be trap music for, for it to be an air horn. <laughs> But overall, well, um, does it get the radio show seal of approval? Does it get the radio show I'm seal go- of approval? Well, I'm going to say, I'm gonna have to say that since everybody was trying really hard to defend it, but nobody really seemed like they cared hard enough to actually defend it, I'm going to go ahead and say no. Nope. I, I think Goldmine. everybody really, really wanted it to be great, and it we tried. You just sorry. I don't know who this we is. I don't know who this we is. I just listened to it. I wasn't hoping anything. I didn't know big. Uh, I, did, I, did, I didn't really have any expect any expectations going into it, but just off just off one. I mean, I kind of <laughs> gave a review off one listen. So I mean. Like M16 said, I, I don't know. I don't know what the replay value of it will be. Maybe I mean, you know, of all seven songs, you know, it, it'll yeah, be a we, couple we, songs that I might be able to that I might be able to listen to over and over. But I mean, for the most we, part, like I said, it's, mm-hmm. it's, I think it's a I think it's a solid project for him to be experimenting with with a, you know another group outside the genre and and um, with it just being you know an EP or whatever. Then I, I think it did what it was so, supposed to do. So you're giving him props for stepping outside of the box. I can respect that. I have no problem with any artist stepping outside of the box. But mm-hmm. when you tried, I, I, to, to me, I thought he, as far as jumping into the pool, he got knee deep in stepping outside of the box. But I thought it felt like the rest of it was him to me. But I don't, but I don't think he stepped that much out. But here's the thing: if you if you listen to a lot of his. I mean, his other stuff where he, you know, a lot of his solo stuff and even even stuff from, you know, from Outkast, if you listen to, um, you know, some of the other songs where he where he had heavier, you know, produ- heavier hand in the production and, and all the writing and stuff, or even if you, um, Speaker Box, 
Like it was very remnant of, of speaker box on some of these songs. I mean, other than the fact that you know, it was it was it was uh Fantagram was on it. I think you still felt some of the Yeah. For for me I didn't really feel that. With Speaker Box and with some of the stuff that he put out, it's like it's almost like T.I. He's got this rhythmic catch it that just you just get really hooked into the beat. A lot of the beats mm. on this I got lost on. Like that that's how I there was so much going on, right? to me. A, to me, Big Boy and Timberland in the same book. You hear Timberland uh-huh. beat, you're like, oh, shit, this is going to be hot. Oh, this, oh shit, it's yeah. actually hot. But that's what I did not feel with it. Like, it just, mm-hmm. just went all over the place for me. It was just random as hell. It was like he was just trying to trying to make two, two things that did not go together well feel like him. And it just, for me, it didn't work. That's my opinion. Everybody else can, you know, that's just my personal opinion. Shout out to y'all for not being ATL biased. I'm, I'm like these. We decided, uh, we, yeah, we, we decided yeah. and uh, letting the, the audience know that we decided that at least once a month we're gonna try to review some form of something, some type of music that's out there, you know. Um, and we're gonna try to do our best to give you our unbiased opinion on what it is that we're listening to. Just the same thing with. Uh, Big Grams by Big Boy and Fantagram. So um, I guess the final verdict is, does this get a slight, again, overall, if we just, you know, put a, a total into everything that we're saying. It seems like we're giving this If we If we put all our grades together, it's a C, C probably C minus from what, from what I'm hearing consensus-wise. So yeah, that's what give I'm it saying. a listen. I think overall. Give it a listen, C. but... But keep your expectations um, modest. Yeah, don't expect keep this. It. Is, this is, this is not may, a point by any stretch. <laughs> you may have to go to summer school to really appreciate it. Yeah, this is not this is not a point <laughs> by any stretch of the imagination. But um, again, they was their best album. No, I'm just I was just throwing out there that it might have been a criminal. Oh. Some people might say "Stank on You" is the best. Outcast. That's a that you know that's not like a debate we can have on another show when we try to figure out what's the best outcast. That that would be pretty cool. Wait, 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 wait. wait. So before we even have that conversation, this album (laughs) compared to those two on a rank of one to ten, one being the worst, ten being the best. Sound off around the room. Cujo. Wait, what we we just rating the album? I gave it a B. No, 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 no. We're rating the last album versus Thank On Ya. And We don't have a um we don't have oh, a, shut up, shut up. That's a, 
I let the uh, line live. down. We all let the line down. But well, anyway, so what I was gonna say was is that uh, we got rapper, producer, radio host, and several other things. Doom coming up in about twenty minutes. You know, here on the radio show, we play the underground and have a song here. And, of course, Blog Talk is doing this thing. Because I know that this song got uploaded 30 minutes ago. But we have a song around here from um, Illegal Keys, the awesome artist who does our theme song. But for whatever reason, it's not showing up on here. So I'm just trying to find where the song disappeared to. Because. I don't understand why it isn't on here. Oh, it's on there, Kujo? You see it? Yeah. Yep. Oh, well, then I stand corrected. All right, so we're going to check out this song. Well, we, can we start it over? Because it's like barely playing, but... Ain't no fuck shit this way About fuck your chick this way And she had to mention by the way Ain't no nigga fucker this way Hey, You want me to paint a picture Well I got an image I got enough bars Man this shit is grimace Ain't worried about you niggas Man your fucking gimmicks Take the word to pussy niggas To you higher limits Can't fuck with a nigga like me Cause I'm about that dope on the ground so I can get the most I never ask for shit, I get it on my own Always trying to do right, but sometimes it's go wrong I'm on that other side, yeah, I'm on that other side I'm on that other side, push me to my other side I'm on that other side, yeah, I'm on that other side I got your main bitch riding in my fucking ride Got your main bitch riding in my four ride. She wanna fuck with me because my life is so alive. I'm out in Vegas popping bottles with my real niggas. If you ain't real, we don't hang with you. We'll kill niggas. I'm on the block by myself because these niggas fake. I'm out here getting cake. Eight to eight, I'm living great. I'm trying to pull up in different whips each and every state. These niggas hating on me cause my team is winning today We'll never fall off, all we do is ball out Put the Yagas on my feet, yeah you know I'm swagging out I don't care about the mountain, I'm ripping tags off I'ma blow a bag on all of my niggas cash out This what I grinded for, this what I grinded for To get the ice on my rolly and my neck so froze they don't wanna see me make it, but I gotta fucking make it because I've been so patient. Can't fuck with a nigga like me cause I'm about that dope. I stay up on the ground so I can get some more. I never ask for shit, I get it on my own. Always trying to do it right, but sometimes it go wrong. I'm on that other side, yeah, I'm on that other side. Push me to my other side I'm on that other side Yeah, I'm on that other side I got your main bitch riding in my fucking ride
right, welcome back to the radio show. That was a crazy um, song, awesome song from Illegal Keys and Black Adam. Yeah. Illegal Keys, called Other Side. Illegal Keys is the um, the voice behind our theme song. All right, we're going to have uh, his information posted on the Facebook page at the end of the show. All right, we got rapper, producer, radio host, Doom, coming up in about 15 minutes. you want to hit us up, you can do so. Phone number 323-642-1604. You can text us, 678-250-4422. Or you can hit us up on Twitter at It's The Radio Show. All right, in the first segment of the show, we were talking about the Big Grams album from Big Boy from Outkast. Um, something that, you know, it had just come out and, you know, um, it's one of these things where when it comes to, damn, I'm doing it again, man. I said I had it this time, and I'm doing it again. So I'm going to just transition right into it. We were just talking about one rap. <laughs> no! <laughs> no! Rick, we're continues. so sorry. Get down. We tried to prep. Get to the chopper. Uh, <laughs> anyway. Jeez, man. Awful. But the street oh. continues. But anyway. Hey, I just what got I was going to say. Big, big grams. Get it? Because it's big boy and fancy gram. Big grams. What I was attempting to segue into, I was going to say, was that this particular album that we just reviewed probably won't be nominated for any awards like the person we're getting ready to transition into talking to, which is Scarface, who was nominated for an award. Ah, there we go. Was that halfway mm. decent? Mm. I mean, you needed, you, needed, you needed two tries, <laughs> so I don't know. Yeah, yeah, you oh, know, no, whatever this is. Anyways, Never mind. um... God, those damn, damn, them sound effects are loud. Anyway. <laughs> oh, he's getting old, you guys. Okay. <laughs> anyway, so speaking of, speaking of Scarface, so Scarface was receiving a award at the BT uh, Music Awards, which I think are going on right now, if I'm not mistaken. They were taped in the, in, I believe they're airing tonight. Yeah, they're airing right now, should be. Um. Anyway, he was receiving a, uh, an award at the uh, BT Hip Hop Award, which are you know, that's becoming a thing within itself every year it seems like. But uh, what happened was is that Scarface is receiving, uh, well, was receiving an award, and as soon as he got his award and came off stage, he was arrested for being laid on his child support. He's in the rears big time. Now, oh what wow. Now, what I want to do, I don't know if any of you guys read this article, but what I want to do is, before we continue, I want to go around the room, and I want to poll how much you think he is owing on his back child support. So, I'm assuming none of y'all read this. Did y'all, any of y'all read this? Yes, no? Just go around from now. Okay, so I'm going to start with you, Jerk. How mm-hmm. much would you say he's in the hole for? Well, first off, I'm going to say I thought the BET Awards was getting arrested. But since it oh. seems like those are two different things, I'm going to say 
It has to made a beat at a deadbeat a really good album since what the nineties. So he owed thirty seven dollars and fifteen cents. <laughs> can we get a realistic guess? Or is that what you stick that's your story and you're sticking to a jerk? Fuck, I don't I don't know what money was in the night in, in the nineteen nineties, uh forty one dollars <laughs> even? No. I'm gonna go uh what's up? One dollar. He owed one dollar. <laughs> One dollar. One dollar. What, what do you say? Oh, I'll probably say he's in maybe one hundred twenty-five thousand dollars. All right, easy. What you say? I'd say fifty thousand dollars, a half-eaten Hershey bar, and a buck token. <laughs> a buck token. Cujo, what you got? A buck token. Since we're playing the prices right here, Cujo, what you got? Five hundred and one dollars, Bob. <laughs> All right, so the person who was closest without going over, and they're way off. Who said? Who was that with the hundred thousand dollars? Was that you, ATLD? Yes, it was. Okay, Come on you're down. off by. No, oh, but you're <laughs> off by a bunch though, because he was being held oh. in Fulton County Jail on Sunday afternoon, and his online record listed his bond, which, when you're in child support, that coincides with the amount that they leave you for your bail. He owes a whopping $482,190.50. 50 cents. So he really does have 492 kids. Damn. Okay. <laughs> so this this begs the question here, besides that being an astronomical amount of child support, is... He's going to have to rap a lot to pay for that. <laughs> oh, we need a <laughs> We really need a guy on the drum. So, so here's the thing with this. He was told because he's you know from the state, obviously he's from Houston, that he was not to leave the state. So here's the I guess the question with this for Scarface. Mm-hmm. Which part of it is he more wrong for, owing that much child support, or leaving the state to go accept an award when he was specifically told not to leave the state of Texas? Who wants to jump in on that one? Oh, man. Um, Wait, I, I, well, yeah, I'll, I'll, yeah, go ahead. Oh, no, I just... I just think... I kind of got an idea of why I feel like he left the state to take that risk or whatever, but I just don't understand how you're 400 and some thousand dollars in the rears. Like, that doesn't even make any sense. He's been wrong for that, period. That's ridiculous. I mean, he kind of had to leave the state so he could get that award and bring it to the pawn shop. Mm -hmm. Wait, you know what I'm saying? (laughs) He could get some of that money paid off. So I don't blame him. It was a smart economical move. Yeah, I think that's the way he get his name in the paper. Mm -hmm. I mean, shoot. I know M16 looking for him to make another album, so I think he might as well do that, make some money. Actually, no, I'm, actually, no, I'm not. Oh, that's a shocker. <laughs> Let me tell you about yeah. that Scarface. He's a hell of a rapper. He's still good. You don't know nothing but you about know they that good old a lot of, um They're bringing a lot of old school rappers back, so you think he's working on a project with someone and they just kind of wanted some publicity for it, basically by him leaving the lockdown. 
I, you know, the first dude to make a record in jail. Guys, I, I think we're falling Gucci short Mando on count. the. We're falling <laughs> short on the on the on the point here. Is that well? For, the first glaring thing is is that with as many records as he's put out, you know, Ghetto Boys and all this stuff. How in the hell do you fall behind that foreign child support <laughs> if you're making money at your craft? He I don't, don't understand pay that. It, right? Obviously, he doesn't want to oh, pay right. it. You got to consider how much how much income he's 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 uh you know actually bringing home. Mm-hmm. First first of all, I don't I don't think he's making a hell of a lot of money, you know. But mm-hmm. at the same time, even after you know, you still got a lot of break a lot of people off, especially Uncle Sam and managers and studios and record labels and everybody else. So, how much money is he actually bringing home? And how much, you know, I would like to see the document, because I want to see how many kids is this for, did it say? Well, I heard a rumor, uh, uh, this is just speculated, that it's supposedly over 20 kids. I don't know how accurate that is. Uh, I mean, two. Damn. Man, you need to be on Dr. Phil. I'm going to have something to say about women, okay, who even fuck with a dude who got, like, Eight kids, you know what I'm saying? If he not holding it down, like why would you do yeah, this that? Is, but Diva, this is a different Red circumstance. Don't... This is this is scar. This is you know somebody that's you know in the limelight, so to speak. So whatever rules yeah. you're about to apply, a, a very what? dim one, the a very limelight. dim. But I'm saying <laughs> that whatever got a flashlight, the bulb's about to go out. <laughs> <laughs> but but I'm but I'm saying it's just not. It's just not Joe Blow that that works at the you know at Church's Chicken. So you know most girls are gonna look at that like like as a meal ticket. Hey. Like I said again, hey. the point is is that this is somebody who's supposed to be successful, who speaks about you know a lot of real world things in their music, but yet he's almost mm-hmm. half a million dollars in the hole on child support. That's the problem. Of course, you said a lot of key words there supposed to be and you know a limelight that's rather dim and you also said he ain't put out a record since when? Now he just dropped something this year I believe. Back in 1999. <laughs> yeah. His new song is actually kind of hot with John Legend. I mean I'm God. sure but well I guess he got to give his whole uh, check to this person. And you know, it's easy for somebody to get in the rears when they have to pay out, divvy up child support between that many different people. You're going to stay in the rears with somebody. You're just going to keep, you know, everybody's going to get broke off a little something. Wow. That, that's so, the B- so the BET Awards is actually on right now. I thought you said they were filming it right now. I, I completely. You know, no. for, a show, for a show that's you know, supposed to be sort of hip hop base. Mm-hmm. Should we be, should, should we, yeah, should we be at least covering this? Like, I don't know, maybe like some no. play by play or some commentary or. I don't no, know. Well, the Democratic no. The first, first Democratic all, presidential debate is tonight, too, and we're not covering that. Mm-hmm. So, no, yeah, I'm going to say million, no. Is it true they didn't even cover the Million Man March? Uh, nope, well, the Million Man March is okay. So, no, nobody did, and I'm gonna go ahead and right. say I'm gonna go ahead and be the asshole and say why. Dr. Martin King, uh-huh. preached 
Time for me to preach. I'm going to take my two minutes to preach. Dr. Martin Luther King <laughs> Jr. fought for laws. He fought for people to get the right to vote. He fought for equality. He fought for segre- uh, he fought to end sec- separate but equal, which was way these diverse mm-hmm. uh, the Board of Education. He fought for individual mm-hmm. laws. These people mm-hmm. are marching on Congress for nothing. There is no yeah. anti-Tron law, Martin law. There is no choke mm-hmm. me out in the middle of the street for nothing law. They're not fighting for anything that is legislated. No. They're reminding people of what has happened in the past. You can remind mm-hmm. people all day long. You can put in textbooks all day how bad slavery was. But unless you pass laws or vote for laws or fight for laws mm-hmm. that will end certain portions, you can't end it all, but at least you can make certain portions mm-hmm. of discrimination illegal. Right. Go for it there. That's, Other than that, just let it go, man. If you're not going to fight for my whole some point. changes, let it go. I, and you I know, I it. caught a and, lot of flack on the show a couple of months ago when I said, well, what's the point? You're going to go and you're going to march, and then what? What's going to happen? What's the point? What's the goal? And I caught hell for it, but nothing no, came you, out of you it. Caught, you caught, spent a lot of money. That's not why you caught hell. That's that. That is not why you caught hell at all. Yeah, that is not why you caught hell. Not well, at all. For another well. day. No. Let's not let, let's not go ahead and try to convince ourselves that yeah. that's why we were on your case last time. I mean, it's no. whatever, it's it's whatever you want to do. It's it's a different topic. Now I can't say that that. There have give, been give, her a round of, give her a round of applause for trying that one. She was like, yeah, I call Flag for saying that the million men. Like, no, 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 no. No, because I asked the question, okay, you go, No, you, you mark, made a very, what? Uh, it was the statement. Mm, well, unfortunately, you guys took it out wait, of context. Wait, what is, okay, hold but, on. What does this all have to do <laughs> with so Wait, wait, wait. Owen, child support. It has, wait. it has zero to do with it. And this concludes No, we transitioned to BET. That's why. No. Yeah, this, that's this. what started it. BET started. Yeah. Yeah, the BET comment started. We transitioned completely off of that. We were going to something else. Um, Diddy yeah, BET again, is irrelevant, you know? too. <laughs> and, and like I said, and this, and this concludes Scarface talk. Give me some applause or something. Woo-hoo! No. No. Right, we got, we got, no. We got, <laughs> Right. So we got we got yeah. Doom coming up. We got Doom coming up right around the corner here. Um, got to take a quick break, and we're gonna talk to Doom about his endeavors. We got actually requested music coming up here uh, on the show here from uh, I cannot see the board. Uh, Edson Sean. I don't know if it's on here or not. Cujo, a little house clean on the air. Do you see a song from Edson Sean called Right Here? If it's not on there, then We'll have to play it next week. Damn, will you please put your contacts in? Or at least your bifocals. Come mm-hmm. on, man. Well, is it on there or what? No, no, it's, it's not up there. Okay. All right. So what Look, we'll Jerry, do instead of that. What we'll, we'll do instead of that is. Wait, hang on, hang on, hang on. No, 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 not that song. No, no, not that song. Not yet. Um, We'll play uh, uh, S and Sean's Stupid Me. Um, and we'll get the other song on for the person that requested it next week. So we'll play the Essence Sean Stupid Me remix. So coming up right after the break, we're going to talk to Doom, a rapper, producer, radio host, 
in just a moment. Remember, you're not listening to a radio show. Listening to the radio show. To the radio show S and Sean with the Stupid B Remix Here on the radio show If you want to hit us up you can do that 323-642-1604 You can text us 678-250-4422 And hit us up on Twitter At It's The Radio Show Alright so you, you, you can check out S Hi, and yes. Sean's uh, Information on the Facebook page you bored, Cujo? Your vacation day just came in. Get the hell out. And he's gone. Yep. See, I, I told you, I, you can get your days approved in here. You just got to put them in 
you know, in enough time, and you can be good to go. Yeah. All right. So, what we're gonna do now is we're gonna bring in our guest for the evening tonight. Is he's a rapper, he's a producer, he's a radio host, host of the show Late Night with Doom. His name is Doom. That's why they call it Late Night with Doom. Let's give him a nice radio show. Doom, what what up, homie? What's going on? What's going on? The radio yes, sir, show. Man. Yes, sir. Late oh, night, man. With, late was... night with Doom. That's right. That's right. So, so thanks, thanks for coming on. I know that you had some stuff that you know before we talk about what we're gonna get into and everything. Mm-hmm. I know that you said you had an opinion on uh, what we were talking about earlier when we were talk- discussing Big Boy. What, what's on your mind? Oh, hold up! But, but since since I since I talked to you about that, I, I have an opinion on a few things because y'all went into a few topics. But you know, <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll tackle one thing at a time. Um, okay. I'm just curious. I, I I was listening about the Big Boy thing because I hadn't even heard the album. So you know, I'm listening to y'all and you know listening to y'all opinion and trying to you know. Decide if I'm even going to listen to it because I like Big Boy. You know what I mean? I mean, Outkast, first of all, they are staples in hip hop. I don't. I mean, I, I heard all of y'all comments and stuff like that. I don't know how how deep you know what I'm saying you know hip hop you know is with y'all, but you know Outkast is is a staple in hip hop. They, they set a mark, and you know Big Boy and Andre two totally different types of people. So I'm really curious to hear what that album sound like, yo. Yeah, you should like I said, it's short. Like we said, it, the whole thing is less than thirty minutes, and it's only seven songs. Uh-huh. So even if you did, even if you did take oh, so oh, it. so it's it's not even like a full album. It's more like a no like EP or something like that. It's yeah. like an old school EP. Yeah, basically. So, yeah, yeah. It's, it's no, it's it's, so it's it's not an EP. It's a uh-huh. single that you release with two extra songs. And you got a remix of two of those songs. That's so, what it is. So, it's, not a, me, it's not an EP. All right, let me let me ask you this. Let me ask you this because, like I said, I never heard the album. What kind of tracks is on there? Like, what vibe is he on? You know what I'm saying? Because we all know artists. First of all, artists that've been around a long time, they have to reinvent themselves. Okay, that's LL's what it is. done it. That's what it is. Jay Z has done it. Yeah, I mean, it's just. I mean, Madonna has done it. You know what I mean? I mean, it's just that's, that's just that's, that's just part that's of being an did, artist. Like the second half, that's of the what album. it is. Like the first, the that's first mm-hmm. three to four songs is an old school hymn. Like you're gonna be like, yeah, that's Big Boy. And then like the second half, right. you're like, okay, what did he do? What the, yeah. So keep an open <laughs> mind when you listen. To it. So, he took you, so he took you there. Did he, did he took you somewhere else? Okay. Yeah, okay, yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. Like I, I gotta hear it. I gotta hear it. I gotta hear it. Like you're taking a flight, you gotta get to the connecting flight. But you never get from your connecting flight to your final destination. That's basically it. Hard, I mean, it could man, be one of those hard. things where you ever listen to an album and then, like, you only like, like two or three songs, and then the more you listen to the album, you may start filling some of the other stuff. It could be kind of like that. Well, you know, it's it's, little, okay, so so basically know. what you're saying is it's an album that you feel that if you listen to it, Two to ten more times, you would like it because I it's Possibly. an album it's, I ain't gonna point, like, that I listen to, and I and the first time, I mean, all right, for example, Kanye West, I right, as a producer, as an MC, as a hip hop artist, I'll, yo, Kanye is that dude, okay? Correct. Eight oh eight and heartbreaks, eight oh eight and heartbreaks. I listen to it one time, 
and I threw it out the window. No disrespect to Kanye, but <laughs> see, but now, that was that's one of those albums where I couldn't even listen to it a second, it, third but time. He's and I do this with every album, and I'm gonna do it with this Big Boy album too. But I hate mm-hmm. basing my opinion on an album after one listen. Like I gotta listen to it like mm-hmm. three times no doubt. before I form no a no opinion. And, like, when you brought up Kanye, that was a solid point because on his last album that he made, when he totally switched his game up, the first time I listened to it, I was like, oh, my God, Kanye's lost it. Yeah, I was like, he lost it. Well, see, you know, I brought that up because y'all made me think about Yeezus. Y'all made me think about Yeezus when y'all was saying that um, it was a bunch of sounds coming from everywhere. And that's what I thought about Yeezus. I'm like, he got sounds coming from everywhere. Wait, wait, wait. But it's not to that extent. Wait, wait. Mm -hmm. so let me interject. Yeezy, Kanye, each and every one of his albums are totally different. All of them evolve throughout time. Big Boy's album. But the first three three were all on the same vibe, though. If you really pay attention. You're right. College dropout. um, Late registration. My bad. I mean to cut you off. Uh, Yeah, I mean to cut you off. I think think college dropout and late registration were kind of sort of in the same vibe. But everything after that. Were different steps into his evolution. So take this: yep. he drops his first two albums that were in the same vibe. His third step is four steps further. His fifth steps further than that. Big Boy has been mm-hmm. in the same range his entire career. We're not expecting. We expect Kanye to change. We're not expecting Big Boy to change. Big Boy has dropped mm-hmm. his last seven or eight albums, sounding pretty much like the Big Boy we know and love. And then all of a sudden, right. Earth, Wind, and Fire turns to, uh, I don't know. Mars, Mars Jupiter, from, Venus. What? <laughs> no, not Mars, Jupiter, Venus. I was, was going to say like some random country album. Like it just went, it, it totally changed. Like you go from six albums of sounding moderately different, but we expecting that same vibe to just totally flip, flipping the script. Right. That's how I feel with this move. I'm not saying it's a bad move. Mm-hmm. I love the fact that any artist will take a stretch, but I think at the same time you need to know where your audience is or your limits. Yeah, no doubt, no doubt. You do. Yeah, because when you when you take your, your audience, like you said, when your audience is used to hearing a certain type of thing, when you go left field with them, sometimes you lose them. I mean, you know, you may think you may gain a new fan base, but, you know, I mean... Hey man, I gotta listen to the album. I can't even really form an opinion, but yeah, I appreciate just, y'all. Just give you know it what I'm saying? Give it a definitely listen. put me on to it because now y'all making me want to go check it out. You know what I mean? Yeah, definitely go check it out. And that, yeah, that was the point. You know, you do these reviews and you know maybe get some people um, listening to some things. You know, just we're just out here to be you know inform people, and that's what that's what we're doing here. So. Oh yeah, um, y'all, hit some, to... y'all hit some y'all hit some real talk, some real points. I mean, the BT Awards, um, you know, I love the Cyphers, and the Millionaire March. Man, well, homegirl on the show, what's her name? She we see uh, she said Diva. Uh, y'all roasted her, uh, Diva, Diva. <laughs> yeah. They roasted you when you talked about it. <laughs> no, see, all right, Joe, oh, you no, have a this se- is something. Hold on, this is wait a second, hold on. <laughs> you have a select. I see you have a selective hearing as well. <laughs> We, yeah, you can't have the selective hearing. We were on her. I don't even want to. This is gonna start a riot, but it was about another situation, and Mm -hmm. it's just that's not what we got on her case about the Million Man March. Not at all. Not in the least. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
No. My, my, I, opinion, my opinion on that, my opinion on that, <laughs> um, guys, I agree with y'all. Um, the, the, the guy who said that um, the only way to have change is through legislation. That is the total truth. Mm-hmm. That is 100% correct. I totally agree with y'all when y'all said that all that marching and all that other shit, you know, I, you know, it, 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 it really doesn't solve anything. But the million, the million man march, I don't know if any of y'all watched any of the footage from it. And I had a couple of friends that actually went there. Um, my opinion on that is it's a good thing because we need some type of unity because we can scream all day long what we need to do. We know we need to vote. We know we need to get the right type of people in um, these offices of Congress and Senate, and you know, all, all of, you know, to, to 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 bring forth the change that we want or that we need. But here's the problem: there's no unity in the black community. So what they were trying to accomplish Bro. with the Million Man, with the Million Man March and the and the 20th anniversary of the Million Man March. Is to get people together and have different. They had different speakers, and they had the Native Americans out there speaking. They had, I mean, you know, they had a lot of nice, you know, a lot of nice speakers. So unity, there's nothing wrong with unity because we don't have unity. Mm-hmm. And as long as we tear each other down mm-hmm. when people do try to unite us, then we'll never have unity. So, so let's, it's like, what do you want? Do you want to unite, and do you want to change, or do you just want to talk about it? Let's let's look at this from two totally different perspectives. So we have the Million Man March, which right. our motto was the, the Million Man March motto was, "You accept us or else." Right. Or else what? We expect and well, what we, they I mean, were trying do, to do push. We want, do we want black people? No, to, we, we don't need right. To right. Fear we us don't. more. No, we don't need but that. that's but see, but see, you're only telling half of what they were talking about. Did you, no, 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 wait, wait, wait. Did you watch any of the speeches? Because you're talking that's about it. But let me ask you: Did you watch any of the speeches? That's the problem. Who wants to watch that speech? Who wants to watch the or else speech? You need to invite well, I, people I, I, I from to watch the store. I want to know what they were talking about because I can't speak no. on something unless I no. know what they're talking about. It doesn't go that way. The way it goes is you paint a beautiful picture on the cover of your book, and people will be interested in your book. If you plant fear, uh-huh. people are going to want to paint you as the bad guy. So let me paint this the yeah, other way. Yeah, America is the greatest people, wait, wait, wait. We are the We are the, we are the greatest at painting a picture of fear. Terror alert elevated. Well, no, Terrorists everywhere, no. right? That's what the news tells no. me. You're not the greatest <laughs> picture of fear. Let me paint this the other way. Republicans, for the longest, who have gotten themselves mm-hmm. elected in a position. They've gerrymandered mm-hmm. their district. They preached fear. They preached hate. They preached mm-hmm. everybody else is against us. They've gerrymandered these districts. Now they're getting pushed out by people who are further right than them. So the people right. who have like gerrymandered their districts are getting knocked out by people who are crazier than them. So the crazier... The crazy people are getting knocked out by the craziest people. Is that really the model that we need to follow? My thing is we need to step back, push mm-hmm. for legislation that says you can't gerrymander your district. If your zip code mm-hmm. is 36509, you need to represent everybody in that zip code. 
if you have white, blacks, Hispanics, or whatever in that in your jurisdiction, you need to try to represent those. I think. That yeah, they, but, for but me, here's I the think, problem: if you don't have everybody to come out and vote, then the people who do come out and vote, they're going to put who they want in office. So if you have a mixed population in a community, okay, and let's say it's fifty-five percent Caucasian. And, you know, I mean, well, the, and mo- the majority of the Caucasians come out and vote, and not a lot of the African-Americans come out and vote. Why? Because a lot of African-Americans have the mindset that, oh, voting ain't going to do nothing. And that's the mindset that you need to change. There mm-hmm. two, we need to change. There are two pieces. We need to change. There are two pieces. No. No, you're absolutely correct. We need to change because a lot of us don't feel like we have a voice. Every mm-hmm. single African American in the United States of America, Native American, foreign immigrant, everybody in the United States of America should be casting their vote, but we don't. Nope. That's the emphasis that's that needs to be pushed. That's what the problem is. That, is that, that don't we do in No, but ch- but check this out, Jerk. You said that we need to, but we do. But it's only they only like I hate saying it like this, but we only vote for president. We don't go out and vote that's right. The problem. The right. Right. Don't vote right. Vote in the well, primary. Look, yeah. look. And that's the that one that really what need, that's saying. the one we really need to vote in. That's what well, I'm no, saying. not really. That's exactly what I'm saying is we all need to get out and vote every single time. Every single one of us needs to vote. That's the need. That's the whole. That's the pillar that needs to become mm-hmm. a monument. All of us voting. We don't need to be chanting for black people's pride. We don't need to be chanting for white people's pride. Mm-hmm. We need to be chanting for a people. We are in this nation together. We mm-hmm. all struggle for it. And right now the only thing we're struggling for is to make the rich man richer. All of us, every single minority mm-hmm. in the country, including women, is just doing nothing but making the rich richer. When man, you I, agree come up you. With the, I agree with you because this, you, you, hit, you, hit, you hit the nail on the head, brother. I mean, the the root of the problem is, is not really racism right now at this day and time. I would personally say, in my opinion, it's classism. You know what I'm saying? In, and, income and much income like inequality. You know, but I at the my, same time, there's nothing wrong. Uh-huh. There's nothing wrong with black pride. And the reason I say that, yeah, you can't say that. You know, you're absolutely right. We are. We we do need to come together as a human race. That is correct. But there's nothing wrong with black pride, especially being a black American. Because as black there's, Americans, we really don't have a a, a, a history. Because well, our history with, stops with, at a certain point. When you try to research with, your history, you can't go past a certain point in slavery. Because once we came here as slaves, we were not considered people. We were considered property. So when you go into the and you go into the census. You may not find certain people. You're going to find That's a true. number of a slave or a oh, lad, or, or, you know what I'm saying, or Tom, Tom, Tom the slave. That's, okay? That's he, he just, yeah, he just said so there's nothing wrong with black pride. <laughs> he just said something real profound me, right there. He did, Jerk. No, I'm just saying what, what Doom said was real profound where he was saying that at that point coming over here as slaves, we weren't considered people anymore. We were property. That's deep. And how did I know that we're trying to do a hip hop interview, and when Doom coming on, if anybody knows about late night with Doom, that this was gonna escalate Doom, or Doom, de-escalate Doom, he it. into See, that, y'all, 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 into a discussion. That'll put me back on my element, man. I'm telling you, y'all I appreciate. See, it. But that, you're right. This is a hip hop interview. 
But I did have to speak my piece on those on those top topics, and I appreciate y'all bringing me on. Well, yeah, but at that, the same time, let me you. let me throw let me throw this in. It is just not black people, Native Americans. Mm-hmm. When they were pillaged of their land, they're not allowed to get back. They got reparations to a certain extent. They didn't get it. There were Spanish people <laughs> who were brought to yeah, they got our the shores they got the trail of as slaves. There were Spanish mm-hmm. people who were brought to our shores as slaves who don't know what their heritage is. They don't know it. They don't know if they came from South America. They don't know if they came from Hispaniola. Here's, here's a homework assignment for the audience before we get into the other part of the interview here. I would like the audience to go and Google all the other, um, I guess, nationalities who had issues, not that were slavery, but similar to that, like Jewish people and the Holocaust and all that. Why don't you Google how much reparations other folks got? And Google how much black people got for slavery. Oh, You'll be astonished. You know what? Uh, speaking of that, I'm going to just jump in there really quickly. Do you know in the Caribbean, they're asking for reparations from um, UK and London, England? And they're going to get it. And they're going to get Maybe it. Maybe not. Maybe Jamaica, not. Jamaica, Dominican Republic, for the slaves that were brought over who were under the United Kingdom rule, I think. Um they, it was like I was reading an article last week where they were asking for reparations for that, and the guy was basically like, "No," but I don't know what the follow up is on that. But that would be very interesting. But that's homework not, for the audience. That's homework mm-hmm. for the audience. Google reparations. You'll be astonished on that, man. Don't like I said, uh. man. I knew, I knew for sure that <laughs> if it was somewhere near a race discussion and you were coming on, it was going to happen, man. So we're going to try somehow, and I'm sure we, we may discuss this later on in, in, in the show, but I wanted to try to transition mm-hmm. into, you know, one of the Can games why we brought you on here. I, I didn't hear that question. What what course is that? Oh. Go ahead, man. Well, look, I got to ask about Late Night with Doom, because at first I thought this was like a late night slow song show, but apparently it's not. So can you tell me about that in our audience? <laughs> no doubt. Man, um... Late Night with Doom is, is, is it's a hip-hop talk show, okay? Basically, you know what I'm saying, we, we talked about politics. We talked about, I mean, everything. It, it, the, the purpose of the show was to show the world that the hip-hop generation is more than just what they think we are. We do have a mindset. We do have, um, you, know, uh, you know, opinions on politics and, and, and you know, and things of that nature that, you know, your Sean Hannity's and your Rush Limbaugh's and you have all your right-wingers and all that type of stuff. But the, the purpose of Late Night with the Doom was to bring it from a hip-hop point of view, the same type of show with a hip-hop vibe to it. You know, of course, you know, we had, um, you know, a lot of, you know, underground artists and, you know, things of that nature. I mean, it, it, was, it was real. real war, I'm sorry. I'm getting tongue-tied, guys. Well-rounded. That's that's what I'm trying there you to go. say. <laughs> but, um. Sounds like, yeah, I, you know, like I started that. I, you might get sued. <laughs> yeah, it sounds like we might what? get sued. That show sound eerily similar. <laughs> <laughs> oh well, well, Raph, Raph can explain that to you, man. I mean, you know, that's uh, M16, man. That's that's my partner, man. Me and him, we, we've known each other for a long time, and uh, he actually, you know, what I'm saying, came on the show. You know, what I'm saying, you know, he's been on the show and. Um, I know Cujo. I know Cujo from the other show. So, 
I, I, you know, I mean, you know, I, like I said, that was the, that was the start of it all. From there, a lot of other shows, a lot of other people I know started doing um, internet radio shows and stuff like that. But um, as Raph said, I was the originator, and I mean, he gave me that title, and I appreciate it, you know. But you know, it, it, it was about I feel good that I was able to start something that people like like y'all show came along and is and is is continuing on doing this because that's what it's about. You know what I'm saying? I, you know, I feel good. I mean, listening to y'all show, I feel good. You know, like man, you know, this is this is what it is. This is what it's about right here. Y'all, you know, getting the word out to the people that we do have, you know, what I'm saying intelligent points of views. You know, what I'm saying it ain't all about just shaking ass and listening to rap music. It, it is other things, other topics out there. We do have, and, that, and, that's, and that's a good you know? point. That's a good point because I feel like BET. That's all they do now is show foolery and shaking ass and a bunch of ignorant people. So Well, it ain't just I completely BT. agree it's with It's the whole Viacom. It's Viacom, mm-hmm. man. I mean, you know, VH1, BET, right, MTV, none of them are the same as like they used to be. You know, I mean, music television, mm-hmm. MTV is supposed to show music videos, right? I remember back in the day, you know, I couldn't wait to get home and watch Rap City. And, you know what I'm saying? That's Rap City, that's the thing in the past. When you see a rap video on BET, I mean, I don't see nothing but wretchedness. And that's all you, that's you probably. That's a lot of what what you what you get with that. We were talking to Jack of all trades because he's doing so many things: Doom, rapper, producer, radio host, and everything. And uh, easy, you know, it's funny that you brought that up about late night with Doom because late night with Doom was a huge influence on the show that we had done previously to go radio. You know, just in talking to Doom, you know, when he was doing this show before, and I was like, you know, it, um, seeing how they ran the show and things like that. It was a big uh, influence on us attempting our own show. So, you know, if there wasn't a late night with Doom, there would have been no other show, and there wouldn't have been there wouldn't be a radio show right now. So, you know, all these people who listen to the radio show now, you can give Doom some virtual dap because his show helped create what you're listening to. All right. Well, folks, you learn something y'all, y'all, new y'all every day. Shows a lot, y'all shows a lot more tamer than, than mine. You know, my show we used to call it organized chaos because. You know, oh, no, it, it was it was it was a debate. It was a I've debate every matches. night. <laughs> I've heard the shouting matches on there. Um, I was involved in one of them the time I came on there, but that's that's the, you know that's how the show yeah, goes. Yeah, that's down, what we was man. about. Yeah, yeah, you got an opinion, get on here and voice it out. I mean, you know, we had you know. Hey, why did you get into a shouting match? They did Scarface. No, it didn't have anything to do with Scarface. <laughs> you sure? Because it might have been. No. It could yeah. have been about the Yeah, it might have been. It might have been. It might have been. I don't know. So, so it might have been. Into, uh, away from the nonsense that my co-host is spewing here, want hey, to talk I to speak, you about... I speak straight facts. Wanted to talk to you about um, you are... You know, you got a lot of things going on. Like I said, producing is one of them. So when you create right, your baby. beat, move right. When when you're mm-hmm. creating beat, um, who's like your go-to guy in the industry that you would say they always bring their best every time? You know, he does a beat for someone. Like earlier, the jerk was mentioning Timberland. For me, it's Timberland, man. If that guy's doing a track for you, it's gonna be awesome. Or the Neptune. So who's like the go-to guy where you know every time he's gonna bring it for you? For me, yes, man. I I can't I can't say I have one. I mean, I'm gonna be honest with you. I can't pick just one because you just named a couple of them. You said Timberland. We mentioned Kanye earlier. Now Kanye is you know you know definitely. I like Kanye, but you know um, 
so I can't really just pick this one because there's so many there's so many producers out there and they're good at what they do. And when I say that, I'm not I'm not just trying to be politically correct. I'm trying to say like, okay, Kanye's beats are different than Timberland's beats. Timberland's beats are different than Pharrell and Chad's beats. Um, you know, then of course you got the you know the you know the generation of trap you know more trap like you know you know Mike Will made it. Yeah. Um, Zaytoven beats and you know so. You know, a lot of these guys. I mean, you know, everybody do what they do. But if I had, if you, if you were asking me who my influences are, I would say Kanye. I would say Dre, Dr. Dre, of course. Dre's sound is yeah. ridiculous. You know what I'm saying? Um, you can't, you can't, you can't mention producers without mentioning Dre. You know what I mean? Thank um, you. Thank Primo, you. you real? You know, DJ Premier, um, The Alchemist. I mean, Prodigy. I mean, like I said, I, I, I can't name just one. You know what I'm saying? Like these dudes, they come with it. They come with it, man. I mean, Pharrell and Chad. I mean, the Neptunes. I mean, look, look at Pharrell, man. Pharrell's been making hits for what, like over 20 years now. Over 20 years, you know, yeah. The stuff he did. I mean, look, think about, think about the stuff he did with Buster. The stuff he did with, um, I mean, no, um, Nori. I mean, the stuff Nori. he did with Mystical Nori. I was gonna say yeah, I mean, Nori was using him before anybody. Like he was one of the first people to use the Neptunes back in the. The early nineties, early to mid nineties. So, mm-hmm. yeah, man. So, yeah. Yeah. then speaking of of you know production and rap and everything like that, you know that you mm-hmm. you just mentioned that you're heading up Move Right Entertainment. So, if you could tell the audience um, what's going on with that, as far as what it's like trying to build a label from the ground up. Well, for me, I ain't gonna lie, man. It, it ain't easy. It's not easy work. I mean, especially in today's market when you're dealing with music because, you know, a lot of the, the major labels are shut down. So we're dealing with a totally different record industry than we were, let's say, 10 years ago. Or You know what I'm saying? I mean, you, of course, right. if you go back to the 90s, it's totally different than the 90s, but even from 10 years ago, with everything being digital. So um, it's a lot more competition out there. But on the other hand, it is a lot easier because you can do everything Without a rate, without a major label, you know you can you can produce your record, you can um, make your labels, um, you know do your album artwork. I mean you can you know send it out through Twitter and Facebook and and you know every other social media network. I mean you know social media network marketing tool that you can find. Okay, you, know, you don't really need labels like you did back in the day. Cause but. What you do need is good music, to, you know, that people will enjoy and like to get your right. buzz up. You know, you understand what I'm saying. So, the answer to, to, to answer to your question is, 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 you know, it is a tough journey because it is a lot of more people out there trying to do the same thing. I mean, everybody and their brother rap. You know what I'm saying? Everybody freaking is a producer now. Yeah. And, you know what I'm saying? Everybody got it's, studio. I mean, exhausting. you know, it's not like before when I started rhyming. You had to go. And pay somebody for studio time. Oh no! Now, I mean, you know, I, I mean a real studio. I mean going into a yeah, real but, studio with with I mean, ADAC. We, and before, we go back far enough where you could remember where if you were in high school and you just had a demo tape. If you were somebody who had a demo tape, it was a big deal back then. Or if you were somebody yeah. who actually had enough money to where you pressed up your stuff and you were selling it, man. <laughs> yeah, you that was, was a man. big deal. Yeah, yeah, but look, now everybody can do it. All you need is a computer. All you need is a computer and a mic. You got a computer, you got a microphone, boom, you got a demo tape. 
You know, not even, it's not even a demo tape no more. Now, now, a dude, will hand you a flash drive, or he'll, you know, he'll send you to a website or something. You know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Give you a link. Here's my link. You know what I mean? So, I mean, you know, so if that answers your question, that's the hard, that's the hard part about it. You just, you know, you have to set yourself apart from everybody else. You know what I'm saying? What makes what makes what you got going on different? What makes you, you know, what makes you different as an artist than you know the next dude on you know down my timeline is sending me his links. Yep. You know, or the guy that you know that's where the hard part comes in. Or the know? guy that's accosting then, you in the mall. Buy my CD. Buy my CD. Buy my CD. It's it's a never ending cycle with that. And speaking of you know never-ending cycle and people recording things, you mm-hmm. working at 11th Street mm-hmm. Studios. Now, mm-hmm. there's some people out there who are listening to this who know about music or thinking about getting into music, but not, you know, they're not familiar with what you're doing there as far as engineering a session and the things that go along with that. So when you're engineering a session, and I wanted to ask you this when you're working there because this happens, how do you? How are you able to pay attention when somebody's doing a session and the music isn't isn't any good? Like how how do how do you manage that? Because everybody that you work with in there is not going to be great. So how do you keep well, focused? Well, well, well. First of all, let me let me let me say this. As far as you know, me down at Eleventh Street, man. Um, that's a that's pretty much a learning experience for me because I'm just now getting my feet wet into the engineering game. You know what I'm saying? I've been doing, you know, like I said, like you said, I started off as a, as a hip-hop artist. Um, I transgressioned over into production probably around nine, the late 90s, 98, 99, 2000. Somewhere around there is when I started producing. So now I'm at a point where I said, you know what, I need to get into engineering and mixing and, and stuff like that. So that's what brought me over to 11th Street. And I'm under some guys, man, Some I mean, I'm talking about engineers that have done platinum albums. So, right. you know, it's an honor for you to ask me that question, but I'm nowhere at the level of those guys that I'm working with, man. I'm learning from them. You know what I'm saying? I'm still, I'm still the, 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 you know, the grasshopper learning from the master. You know what I mean? So, um, but the, but if, as far as my own personal studio, how can I deal with, you know, you know, somebody? Hey, man, if you paying me, right. hey, I, I ain't <laughs> hey, hey, you gonna pay me? I mean, shit, I'm gonna record you. I don't give a fuck how whack you are. I mean, you know, that ain't my decision. <laughs> now, you know, later on when you know when you know I'm sitting in there, I'm listening to it. I'm like, oh man, this dude is horrible. But you know, <laughs> I mean, what else can you do, right? What I gotta say, man? I can't record you. You whack, dude. <laughs> like, hey, nah, man, if that money, you know, that money spins, it spins. You know, that's how it is. Yeah, man, my kids gotta eat, man. <laughs> so, I mean, hey, you know, if you got money, hey, you the greatest rapper ever, dog. Yeah, right, home. <laughs> and nah, he ain't got nothing on you, homeboy. <laughs> oh my gosh, we were talking to Doom Radio Yo, Home Rapper one thing, man. Yes, can I say one thing? Yo, Go man, ahead. I gotta give a shout out. I gotta give a shout out to my partner, man, PG. You know, I know this is very cliche in the hip hop, in the hip hop realm, but you know, right now he is taking a unwanted vacation, and you know that that is my partner, oh, man. like my brother, man. Yeah, so uh, I definitely gotta give him a shout out, man. We see you when you get home, PG. But uh, I'm sorry, man. I just I had to say that before, before you know we we did anything else. That's my that's my dog. That's the the founder and the uh, the uh, 
a move right entertainment right there. So I definitely got to give him a shout out. No, definitely uh, understand about that. And wanted to uh, leave you off with this, uh, I guess, one final uh, question with that, what we were talking about is if you could just let our audience know about mm-hmm. any upcoming project, where they can find you online, and also the the information for 11th Street Studios because, like I said, it's a lot of aspiring artists out there. A lot of them uh, have been showcased on this show, and there are people who are listening to this who are desperately hungry to get into the to the record business. So, if you like I said, give them the information on 11th Street Studios and then where we can find you online. Um, 11th Street Studios, man. You can you know look up 11th Street Atlanta. You know, 11th Street Studios in Atlanta dot com. You know, you see all the information on there as far as you know, you know, booking studio time, booking sessions, and stuff like that. Um, you know, upcoming projects. Oh yeah, we got God Rod. He's gonna be working on a new joint. You know, free God Rod. Um, Lock. I mean, you know, you know, L O C H. You know, that's uh, you know, when you guys like hip hop, you love Lock. I mean, Lock is. The epitome of, I mean, what, what, what we're not hearing in today's music. You know what I'm saying? You like, you like real hip hop. You like Red Man. You like, you know, I mean, you know, artists who spit, J Cole, Kendrick Lamar. Then you know, you yes. gonna love with Move right yes. now. You know, that's definitely yes. God Rod yes. and, and yes. Lock. Yes, 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 yes. Who was that guy? J Cole, you said. God, I fuck yeah. with you, man. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, D- Doom. You, I know we're gonna start fighting here, and I don't want to start fighting if your man Jake Carl. I'll fuck with you, dog. <laughs> oh, let me give you. Let me give you the, the, the links, man. Y'all can reach me at um on Facebook. You know, my page is Doom Beats, D O O M B E A T Z. You know, on Instagram at the Watcher Nineteen, on Twitter at the Watcher Nineteen. Um, you know, SoundCloud. Y'all looking for beats? Hit me up on SoundCloud. We can discuss. Exclusives, non-exclusives, whatever you want. I don't do the free beats. I'm sorry. I, I feel like you know I'm worth a little bit more than that. You know, nothing, nothing personal. I mean, I understand everybody's got to blow, but I ain't got time to wait on nobody to blow. I need my paper now. Like I said, my kids got to eat. So you know, but you, you know, y'all want to work? We can definitely work together. You know, hit me up. You know, those are the links, man. Email me, Firehouse Beats. 808-gmail.com. You know, yeah. I'm definitely uh, supporting, you, you real. Know, supporting what y'all got going on, man. I, you know, supporting y'all movement. Um, I appreciate y'all. Y'all need to have me on more because I, I ain't going to front. I, I'm feeling this, man. It's been a long time since I've been on, you know, since I did the, you know, the late night with Doom thing. Y'all didn't re-energize me. Shout out to the radio show. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. where the air horn at? Yeah. Yeah, straight up. Damn right. Yeah. Dude, man, listen, I, he got on my case because I was like, yo, you got to come on the show. And in typical mm-hmm. Doom fashion, this is our relationship. This is his words. And I quote, he was like, Negro, you said, hey, come on the show. Then I ain't hear back from your ass. I should have been on. <laughs> this is exactly what he said. Typical, typical, uh, 
typical 16. Yeah, 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 man. Just like so he's like, yo, we, I'm starting the show back up. I need to get you on the show. I'm like, words. Oh, I'm, I'm down. You know, I'm always down. Holler at me. One week went by, two Forget weeks went by. Me. I'm like, man, what yeah. happened? <laughs> he, that's, you have, that you have to send he an email in large font. He's a little older now. Oh, I, I already so know. That's why when he asked time. me to stop, I said, look, dude, I'm going I'm to I'm reset a reminder in my phone. You gonna, I'm gonna send you a text message. <laughs> yeah, he got on my he got on my case about it. Like I started saying that he's like, wait, stop. He's like, don't even do it. He's like, he asked me like a, more than a month ago. Stop it. So, yeah. That, well, that, one more thing. One more thing. I'm sorry. Yes, sir. I'm sorry, radio yes, sir. show. I gotta say one more thing. Y'all talked about the BET Awards. Man, the ciphers is the dopest thing about the BET Hip Hop Awards. And y'all gotta remember, there's the BET Awards, then there's the BET Hip Hop Awards, which was the one that's on now that they recorded here, like on Thursday, Friday, Thursday or Friday. But the Cyphers or the BET Hip Hop Awards, it's always been the dopest part of the BET Hip Hop Awards. Agreed. I mean, the only part that's as an MC, I mean, as a hip hop artist, I love the Cyphers. I mean, I grew up in Cyphers. You know what I'm saying? Like in the 90s, you couldn't, me and my crew, we was always, you know, saying downtown somewhere, you know, ciphering and battling. That's hip hop. That is hip hop. You can't get no more hip hop than a cipher. <laughs> well, we're gonna do one one better here, and this is a little bit of a self, uh, sort of self promotion. But we gotta play a song by Doom. But actually, it's not just Doom, but it also includes S and Sean, and also I I don't like doing this because I don't like introducing stuff that I'm on. But I'm also on this track as well. Thank thank you. You know, I'm I'm t- I'm not that guy. You know, sitting up here. You know, I, you know I, come I, am, from humble, I come from humble beginnings. <laughs> That's how I was taught. Oh, gosh. Anyway, if you don't mind introducing, we're going to get in the cover, girl. If you don't mind introducing the song, we're going to go ahead and play that, man. And before we do that, man, I appreciate you coming on, man. And we're going to have to have you back on again uh, a lot more, man. The audience, they love you. We love you, too, man. So, Go ahead and introduce yourself. Oh, we man. appreciate it, man. You need a hug? You sound like you need no, a hug. No, I don't need no damn hug. Oh, oh what? Right. He's getting in his feelings. <laughs> getting in his feelings. And yeah, he, he over there burning incense with his with his shoes and socks oh, off or something. No. I don't know what he's doing. <laughs> nah. <laughs> yo, yo, shout out to the radio show. Yo, this is my joint that we did. Um, it, me, M16, and SSI, um, a.k.a. my man Omni Blaze. A uh, cover girl. So for all you you know fine ladies out there that notice you a cover girl, this for y'all. Right, we're gonna get into that. Doom, appreciate it, man. On the other side of the break, we'll be back with some more shenanigans for you. But for right now, check out. Cover I hope girl. y'all gonna play some more of my music. Maybe we will. It depends. <laughs> you said at a price. We don't know. But we will check that out, and we'll be right back in just a second. You're checking out the one. And only radio show.
stop the job, phone, no, not the jack. Got a body to build with a brain to match. Sharp when it comes, it ain't no spring attack. Good trade, no keys, what a hell of a catch. Good hands, while the keys, we spread the snatch. We got to step on the line, get smacked, but that's what shawty does, get yardy. Stop instead of same old story. Looking at the dudes like you know you can't afford me, but she my mistress, I oops my missus. And I'm switches around, type vicious. So Alright, 
Easy, I got a question for you. Oh, boy. When is it okay to date the homie's ex? Oh, it's never okay to date the homie's ex. Okay, try telling that to Derek Fisher. Over the weekend, a reported incident that uh, came about between Matt Barnes and Derek Fisher. The problem that was going on with that is that Matt Barnes uh, received a, uh, I don't know if it was a phone call, he said, or a FaceTime from one of his kids who were upset because they said, well, you know, they were feeling uncomfortable because mommy's friend Derek is here. So apparently Matt Barnes drove all the way out to the house, confronted uh, Derek Fisher, fist fight began, and it was on from there. So with the situation with Matt Barnes and Derek Fisher is going on, this is a question that I wanted to toss at ATL Diva. Which part of this oh, is which part of this is more more wrong? The the feeling that Matt Barnes feels like even though uh the woman is is his ex wife, they're no longer married. Does he feel like, mm-hmm. you know, is it more wrong that men feel like they own women? Or is it more wrong that Fisher was dating his homie's ex wife? Which one of those is more wrong? Matt Barnes basically acting like he feels like he owns her because that's the actions that he took, or that Fisher had no mm-hmm. business dating his boy's ex. Attack, mm-hmm. ATL <laughs> Um, I think it's being a woman. Um, it's, You're a woman. How about that? Yeah, you are. That's hopefully. what that's what they tell. That's what they tell me. Um, that's what they tell you. I think it's definitely um, an ego thing, partially. Okay, because I, I I read the article. There was really nothing that warranted like an emergency. Let me go over here and kick ass. Like they never said other than a facial expression that the little boy made or something on FaceTime that, you know, he got all alarmed. But um, I do think because me having several friends who have been in long-term relationships, even me, myself, once, even though those relationships are over and the men move on, they're with someone else. They still feel like they have rights to you, if that makes sense. And I don't understand it. I haven't really been able to identify it, but I do think he feels like he has some kind of stake in her because some men even feel like I'm the reason you're famous. I'm the reason why people even want to deal with you kind of attitude. Um, I think he did feel like he had some kind of ownership to her, you know. Um, Guys move on. Sometimes they'll end up messing with one of your friends or somebody who was a homegirl or whatever, but they'll look at it like, oh, well, we're not together no more. But when a woman does it, it's, like, worse for whatever reason. So I think it was his ego. And he felt like he owned her. Like, you know, once you're mine, you're always kind of mine, especially but when they have one, kids together. But which one, which one, that's my question, though. Which one is more mm-hmm. wrong, though? Him feeling like he owns her. Yeah. I, Absolutely. Mm. Okay, that's kind of, jerk. Let me throw it at you, man. Which which one do you feel like is worse? The fact that you know a guy that he thought was his homeboy is kicking it with his ex, or the man feeling like he wants mine, always mine. Which one is the more the wrong mentality? I think 
the concept of owning someone is the wronger mentality mm-hmm. to me personally. Mm-hmm. Because somebody's okay. individual actions, even even before you're in a relationship with somebody, should you really have tie up what they were before they met you? If you didn't mm-hmm. know anybody before the moment that you met them and you fell in love with the concept of them, should their past dictate your future? And yeah, I understand that deep. with a man and a woman, mm-hmm. it, it, it people want to give them different context. Mm-hmm. So that, I think, is truly unfair. So if you can give yourself a free pass, you need to give your yeah. partner a free pass. But if you can't forgive yourself, then you shouldn't forgive your partner. It's the expectation that you give the person that's opposite of you that I think that should prevail. I agree with Jerk. And they've been, they've not been together for a long time. It's not like they just broke up last year. I mean, they haven't been together. for. She's dated all kind of guys in between. Plus, look at the circle they run in. I mean, when you run in those tighter circles, people date each other all the time. It's just who you're around. So, mm. she was she was connected to another guy just a couple. Of, who was she connected to? They connected her to Akon like two months ago. The Akon's from so. Africa. He been with a whole bunch of different chicks. <laughs> he definitely got AIDS. So you're gonna die. Oh, oh God! Oh wow! Oh my God! Oh, wow! Look, black American racism on African racism. We're just going to jump Ooh. right on over to EZ and ask him, what is, which one is more wrong to you, bro? Because the dirt, oh, my God. I mean, <laughs> me and you have already talked about the uh, about the brother, about the, if you can't date your boy's ex, you know, you can't date a sibling, all kind of that stuff. Um. Sure. That aspect, no, no, like, well, like you can't from? date your homeboy's sister. You know what I'm saying? It's the same thing. No, right. no, no. But go ahead. Like you can't date your boy's <laughs> sister or something like that. Jesus Christ, Jerk, you're too radical tonight. Uh, anyways, <laughs> see, I almost lost my train of thought. That's not uh cool. Right. I didn't know that Derek Fisher and uh. Matt Barnes were boys. I know they played on the same team together, but I didn't think no, they were cool like that. They um from from reading the article, uh, Barnes described it as two guys who were close friends who obviously <laughs> if he's banging his ex wife, you're not gonna be boys anymore. That's pretty much it. So well, right. I mean, thing, though, his his ex wife is very attractive. But I mean, if that's your boy, that's off limits automatically. That's the bro code. But it's still yeah. it's still but, wrong on his part. Wait, hold on. It's still wrong on his part, on Matt Barnes's part, to be like, "Oh, uh, I still, I own you. You still mine." If that's the case, if you really wanted to make it work, you would have tried way before it got to filing for divorce or whatever. Whoever filed first. But what you about to say, Diva? So, what? Well, 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 no, I think Diva was about to say something. My my question was this because I've been in a similar situation where someone declared that. Oh, but you dated my homeboy, and I'm like, that's not really your homeboy. Like, you don't even know his last name. Y'all aren't friends. You know each other through someone else. 
And I'm like, I've never connected the two together. So I and this is only Matt Barnes's side of things. I want to know what Derek Fisher has to say about how tight they are, or were. You see what I'm saying? Well, yeah. right. Okay. And Matt, well, might, I think I think, might we're, be, I think we're. I mean, look, check this out though. I think we're missing one. It just dawned on me. I think we're missing something here. Does one action mm-hmm. cause the other one? Meaning. If it was some other, like, okay, I'm going to disagree with you, Jerk. In this instance, I think the homeboy dating the ex, I think, created the sense of ownership situation. I just have no. this feeling that if it was any no. other dude, I'm not sure he'd be showing up. I'm just I'm just no. playing devil's no. advocate. I, I, no, I think, no, I think, I think, I think. I think if any guy would be messing with her, he would have a problem with it. I mean, look at it. Of course. Yeah. Yeah. But my thing is this. Okay, so let me switch it a little really quickly. How many times have guys who have baby mamas kind of felt like they had a right to smash whenever they wanted to, regardless of who she's with? Well, I mean, if the girl let him hit, then. Like, feeling like. I mean, mean, if the girl let him ownership of maybe him feeling like he. But, but, if the, but if the baby mama letting, oh. but if the baby mama letting him spat, smash like, isn't she kind of like helping or, him with that? Yeah. But no, you like, talking about randomly, yeah. or he smashed this one time to get me pregnant, and all of a sudden he's got carte blanche. So no, they had a relationship. Ease. It didn't work out. They broke up, whether they was married or just together for a long time. She tries to move on. The baby daddy has a problem because. He still wants access or feels like he still should be able to interact with her the way he wants to act like the ownership. Is the baby mama letting him get access though? Because if she is, she's a part of the problem. It's both of their faults. But the ownership thing, like some guys have just feel like they should have a right to it because they got kids with you. I, I will throw this into there. I will say this: If you've had carte blanche and you've always had always have had carte blanche, then it's hard for you to put up a case that this particular individual should not have carte blanche. So if you throw a new <laughs> dude into the suspect into the situation, he has uh. no right to think that you will not give carte blanche to this other guy. He has no reason to think that you will not fall to his whatever the fuck you ever failed to for this other guy if you never, ever said no. If you've never said no, why would anybody ever think that they could fully trust this particular individual to up and out of the blue say no? That, Matt Bar- seeing what you said, do you think that from time to time, Matt Barnes and his ex were still being intimate? And is this maybe what's triggering it? Or do you think it's purely just him having a bigger issue because he actually knew the guy? I, I think I him. think it's the first thing. I think they were probably still messing around, probably maybe tried to rekindle things and then. Yeah, but no, knowing them doesn't work help. Out. So. No, no, right. Knowing no, them, I mean, that's what I'm saying. Now, now, like 16 said, I want to hear Fisher's side of this. Like, if, if he says they're not boys, then obviously that's out there. You know, maybe Barnes was just trying to throw him under the bus, like, oh, we boys, how could you do that to me? 
But I mean, if they boys, that's not cool. But if they they're not boys and they haven't talked in like five years, can you blame mm-hmm. them? I mean, like, I mean he yeah. he's single too. He, him and his wife are, are divorced. So, can you blame the guy? I mean, yes, the woman is yeah. beautiful, but that still doesn't. That still, just because she's beautiful, doesn't you know negate the fact that that's kind of grimy. And it's totally grimy. But I'm not. I'm not saying it does. I'm saying, like I told you, like I said, if they're if they boys, that's not cool. But if they're not boys. And she's single, and he's single, and they mess around. You, you know what I thought you were going to say? I wow. thought you was going to say that it doesn't matter whether he was my boy or not. He was like a woman that looks like that. I would stab him right in the spine. No, 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 no. <laughs> so I, no, no, no. Me and you have had this combo off air. Like, we, we both know how we, me and you feel about this topic when it comes yes. to that. But we cannot stand no. it. No. It's, it's not cool, especially if that's your boy. Your, your boy's exes. Are off limit. There are too off many limit. women in this world. There are too many women in this world that are out there that you can date, do whatever, you know, whatever. Why go after your homeboy's ex? You know, uh, it's a it's uh-huh. a question that plagues mankind, and folks do it all the time. There's no room for that. And and you know ever. what? It's crazy because sometimes it's 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 for the best. Like you know, somebody will like a friend will date a chick, and then the other friend will date them, and they'll get married. So sometimes it works out for the best, but. I'm not do they get married? Be- do they get married before or <laughs> after you punch them in the face? Just ask. <laughs> uh, look, I don't have that many white friends, so none of us are really married right now. So, well, so, I was so what I've heard what situations I, where what I would throw into the mix is this: work, home, school, life. You have a limited bubble that you work in. You know the people who are around you all the time. You know the people you grew up with. You know the the people that you went to school with. You know the people that you work with. Your comfort zone, male or female, is inside one of those circles. You're going to feel most comfortable in those circles. Put that Uh in perspective Uh and then throw everything else out. Because most people are not... I mean, they, they, they give it to men that, okay, men are more adventurous. We're willing to accept no more than women are. But no hurts men just as much as it hurts women. So we don't want to feel rejection. But if we're in an mm-hmm. environment where we think we have a chance at somebody, we're going to take that chance over throwing it at a ratchet fish in the sea. You're going to do that. That's human nature. You're going to take your best chances over no chances whatsoever. So you gotta you gotta put everything into perspective. Hmm. Well, let me be sexist for a moment because what I do. Oh Lord. Um, oh, do oh, you God. think? Okay, this would be as big of an issue if it was flipped. If he was dealing with one of her ex friends or something. Well, do you think it would be newsworthy? Do you think it would be a problem, or do you think people would kind of be telling her to get over it? Well, I don't be think honest, it would be newsworthy. Yeah, the only reason why it was even remotely newsworthy is because there was a fist fight involved. If he just would have shown up and there was no details of a fight, you would have never heard about this story. That's a 100% true. You would have never heard about it. Um, and that's just, I mean, that's the bottom line on that. Hmm. 
because neither one of these guys are that relevant enough to well, that type of weight. And they're so old. Have, oh my God. Well, well one is a one is a basketball coach for a very historic franchise. And the other one's known for beating up on the opposing team's best player. So I mean if you watch basketball <laughs> they're relevant. Yep, but if not, you're yeah. not. Well, this was, that was an oh. awesome conversation, and I get to pull out my catchphrase. And this concludes Matt Barnes and Derek Fisher fight talk. Where's the air horn? Here they are, right here. All yeah. Right. I, I would tell you what's going on with next week's show, but we don't know yet. So now we're gonna play the game that's sweeping <laughs> the nation. It's called Random. If you don't know what random is after all these episodes, go back and listen to a previous episode. It kind of speaks for itself. Jerk, you've been real profound tonight, and I'm not going to have my night be complete unless I get some shenanigans from you. So what's on your mind? <laughs> the fact that you actually called me profound, that's, that's scary. It is. Mm-hmm. That, that is really fucking scary. I <sighs> <laughs> Diva, 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 what? Diva, what's on your mind? Oh, mm, random girl, don't offer to cook guys' food if you're not a good cook. That's all. That's real. What your parents say about your food don't really count. Okay. I'm just saying. Easy, what you got? That was a real last statement, Diva. But anyways, uh, you know you're a cheap <laughs> son of a bitch. When you buy the one-ply <laughs> hella thin toilet paper for your house and use it faithfully. <laughs> if, if you know any of these people, if you think, if you, uh, think that somebody's really cheap, go in their bathroom, look at their toilet paper. If it's the cheap one-ply that you see in public bathrooms, they cheap. You know, girls run. Mm. Why, why is it that when you go to places like, you know, you get a hamburger from McDonald's or Burger King, wherever you choose to go to, and when it has mayo on it, how come every time they just lather that shit on there <laughs> like they're painting a picture? Like, take a moment just to Pay attention to what you're doing and not leather my sandwich with mayo. I have spoken. It's because they're daydreaming. Jesus. It's like to the point where but I don't even want it, it on is, anything anymore. But it is like their creation. Like, you know, think about it. It's like their artwork. Yeah, because they're saying I fucking hate my job in my head and they lose track of it. Oh, shit, all this mayo. Oh, well. Hey. I know somebody that works at McDonald's and they take hella pride in making a burger, okay? You never yeah, just know. Yeah, to ease up on the, like when I get a filet of fish, like ease up on the tartar sauce. I want to actually taste the sandwich, man, without getting bombarded by tartar sauce, okay? You know, well, the guy, they just you know, the guy that buys filet of fish. Well, they tell hey, you I, it's tartar sauce or mayo. Do you know what it is? That's why I don't get, and that's why I don't get it on anything anymore. But I you know what to solve that whole problem? Eating that shit is not good for you. I'm done. I'm just. It was. A, it's called random. It's called random. Yeah, yeah. We don't. We don't need health tips, diva. Yeah. It's called oh, random. You, like you, you fucking actually, need health tips. 
healthy health health tips need to be the basis of random. <laughs> okay, <laughs> all right, I'm gonna give you another health tip. All right, time to go. Here's time a, to go. Here's a, here, no, here's a health tip right here for somebody who's considering it. Put the condom on, okay? Wear it. Okay? No. You think about not no, wearing it? Wear no. It. <laughs> no. Put the fourth oh, wow. condom on. When you're thinking really? about putting the fourth condom on, throw the sixth and seventh on, too. <laughs> Is this because I'm going to get some sleep? Mm. Yes. Me too. Oh, my God. Well, want to let everybody know that in case you missed any parts of the show, you can check us out. <gasps> The archives, blog, blogtalkradio.com slash it's the radio show or our website, it's the radio show. Hey, Diva, is it really necessary to moan and groan while I'm giving important information? Yeah. yeah if you want to go watch your little sex stories, go ahead and just leave now. Jesus. All right, let's try this again. All right. <laughs> if you miss any portion of tonight's show, you can check us out at blogtalkradio.com slash it's the radio show or go to our website, it's the radio show.weebly.com. We're also on iTunes. All right, so you can check us out on iTunes as well. All right, hit us up on Twitter at it's the radio show or you can email us the radio show 2015 at gmail.com. We have, like I said, no details on the show next week. So please like our Facebook page, and we'll have information about what could be coming. And the podcast will be available once this show ends in about 15 minutes. Man, I'm going to just go ahead and say this before we ruin it with something crazy, that this was a damn fine show. Usually I'm the rough critic, but this was some damn good stuff, guys. Very good work. We all deserve a round of applause here. Just saying. Uh, Yeah. Yeah. Hashtag things you should say off air. True, very true. But I said it. And what? Where's the uh, where's the audio? You fucking amateur. (laughs) Not being an. He's being an amateur. Eh, Whatever, whatever. Do you know? I wanted to say real quick, you know, last week when we ended the show a little bit early, you know people were mad about that. Like, the show was dying last week. Like, how could we continue? That was your idea. That was your fault. <laughs> it was the smart thing. True. No. Can't argue with that. Uh, Hashtag 16 can't make any more decisions. Yes, I can. <laughs> thanks, thanks to Doom. Shout out to all the artists that we played tonight. That will be uh, Elite Bye. Machine. Bye, Bye. Bye. Stop talking. I'm just, I'm just giving. Bye. Bye, everyone. Catch you next week. See you next week. <sighs> Tell me to stop talking. I can keep talking. <laughs> He's not the boss of us. Get off my yeah, show. And we will. <laughs> Right now. Falcon suck.